the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good morning. You're in the loop. Every week we talk with the people who make San Antonio a better place to live. Thanks for joining us in the loop. Here's your host, Milton Glick. And welcome to In the Loop. I'm Milton Glick, and that's exactly what we do. We get you caught up with the people, the organizations that are making San Antonio a better place to live. I'm excited about our next guest on In the Loop. We're going to be talking to the Children's Shelter, and specifically, we're going to be talking to Dr. Miriam Davis, who has been very nice and said that I can call her Miriam. We're going to talk to you about the Hope Center, the Children's Shelter, and more. Uh, and um, Miriam, welcome to In the Loop. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Okay. So there is, I've been running around on the website, and there is a lot to talk about uh, with the Children's Shelter and uh, the Hope Center. So if you don't mind, let's start off with the, with the broad uh, picture and talk about the, uh, the Children's Shelter and uh, its mission and uh, maybe a little history if you got some. Sure, I can kind of talk about that. So the Children's Shelter, you know, it's been around for a long time. It's been serving Dexter County for about 122 years, and it's dedicated to serving families and children. We deliver high-quality, you know, compassionate, trauma-informed services for children and families that are impacted by or at risk for abuse and neglect. We have five different primary programs. We have our foster care program, and then we have the Hope Center. The foster care program ensures that children are removed when they're removed from their environment, they're safe and they're given a, a healthy place to call home. We work to help license foster care homes and provide the training that they need so they are prepared to provide the best services for those children. Um, our foster care team also works to increase the capacity of foster care homes through trainings and licensing. Then, like I said, we have the Hope Center, which we'll go into a little bit more detail because that's kind of my real house. Yeah, let's well, let's just jump there now. We'll jump back and forth. This is going to be uh, basically uh, the Children's Shelter and the Hope Center 101. We're going to cover everything and, and, and teach our listeners about what you do. And then we're going to see how they can get involved. So talk about the, 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 the element that is the Hope Center. So the Hope Center is, it covers behavioral health. And what we do is we provide behavioral health services, which is primarily individual therapy as well as group therapy and family therapy for clients who are referred by a variety of different community partners. Um, clients, children, or families who have had trauma and are in need of additional trauma-focused or trauma-informed services. So talk a little bit, uh, if you will, uh, Miriam, about what, what that might look like. Give us a picture of someone who's coming to the Hope Center. Uh, it sounds like it's both families as well as the, the kids. Is that correct, or am I misunderstanding? Yes. Okay. Nope. It, so it, it, can be, it can be the individual child. It can be the family. It can be both. So, that, so I'll, I'll give you a case from, like, entry all the way through to the end. Perfect. So we'll have, um, let's say, the Department of Family Services has a client that they feel really needs 
extra care in, in trauma informed services because the child has experienced domestic violence or something else, they'll refer the client to us. We'll do a screening and then we'll match them with a therapist who has the particular, particular modality that they need if it's going to be a certain type of play therapy or if it's a trauma-focused CBT, something that matches that particular client based on the screening. The, ch- the client will come in for the intake and then they'll meet with a the therapist for the full intake and the whole diagnosis. Then they'll begin the therapeutic services with the individual therapist. If we see a further need with the family, we have a family support service who can meet with the family and provide supportive services kind of in like a case management way, wraparound services. They can provide anything like rent assistance or food or things like that for the family while the child continues to receive the therapeutic services. And then once that treatment concludes, once they've kind of gotten to a good place, we will do discharge planning and then connect them with other services that they need in the community. It's very interesting. And when you talk about trauma, um, you I think from my end, you think of the, this this very drastic event that's happened, but it doesn't always have to be something drastic. It can be because because I was I was as I was listening to you, you were talking about rent assistance, so it could really just be a day to day thing. Is what, yeah. I guess what does trauma mean? So there's there's a lot of different ways to define it, but so if you think about the Greek word for trauma is wound, and if you look at it that way, everybody experiences different kind of wounds, which is trauma, and it's how you then respond to it and how you then have to heal. So we have individuals or clients or children who have a lot of small events in their life or things that happen in their childhood, like adverse childhood events where they have instability in their housing or they have instability with their family life, and that can be very traumatic, or they do experience some large event, like they have a domestic violence or they have some some kind of violent thing that they do see. So that can be traumatic. So there are a lot of different events that can cause trauma in a child's life or in a family life. And then once they begin to experience that trauma and then they have symptoms, that's when they're referred for treatment because once they start having those symptoms, it causes problems with their functioning, and that's when they need treatment. And do they come, you, you've mentioned that they keep they get referred, so as a, a matter of advice, who who... Where are they going to be referred uh, to you guys, to the Hope Center? Uh, are they going, you, I think you mentioned um, Department of Health maybe, or you, you tell me, where is, what's, what's the first step? So they can be referred by, again, we have a lot of people in the community that we partner with. However, we also, if you go on our website, we have a phone number. You can call the Hope Center and be screened if you've had trauma and you feel like you need services. You can be screened and be seen by us, even if that's just something from coming from the community. Wow. And see, that's what I was wondering, too, because someone hearing this either may know of someone that's that's uh, that's going through something um, mm-hmm. or um, they themselves, their family may they may need assistance. What are some of the things that uh, parents uh, typically see uh, or is there a typical uh, symptom of a, a child that's experienced trauma and is, is trying to adjust? So what you're going to look for is you're going to look for what we call like a change in affect where so a child who's typically presenting one way and then they experience that trauma, you'll see a change in that. They're going to have trouble sleeping. They're going to start 
respondent, they'll be a little bit more needy or they're more emotional. They'll be crying or things like that. So you'll see a change in the way they're normally responding. You'll see a change in behaviors or an increase in emotions, like emotional dysregulation. So if you start seeing that and it's starting to cause a problem with their ability to function in school or their ability to function at home with their relationships, that's when you really want to reach out and say, hey, this is something we probably need to deal with. Okay. And uh, do us a favor real quick. Our our guest is Dr. Miriam Davis. She is the uh, director of, uh, are you director of the Hope Center? Did I get that right? Yes, sir, you did. Okay. And um, if they want more information, we're going to keep talking, Miriam. I'm not letting you go. Uh, but okay. where do they go for more information on the, some of the stuff that we've talked about right now? So if you're looking for a number to call, give me one second allowed to get it. Okay, so you would want to contact us, and or you'd want to go to thechildrenshelter.org. So okay. www.childrenshelter, all one word, dot org. Um, and uh, they, there you'll find out again. I, I was talking to Miriam about the uh, the website, and it is in, absolutely incredible. Um, Miriam, when do you want to shift and just talk about the Children's Center as a whole? Um, uh, we, yes, ma'am. So I would say we can do that now because we do have some other really great programs that we partner with that do provide support for other areas in the community that I think is just amazing when you talk about like the continuum of care. So some programs that we have, some family strengthening programs that I'm actually a really big fan of. We have Compadre, Compadre, I Parent, and the Nurse Family Partnership. Okay. Which, and, and by the way, that's just at the programs button. Let me, I'm going to click on it so I sound like I know what I'm talking about, too, <laughs> as I'm talking to you. Do, do me a favor, though. One more quick uh, thing on, on the Hope Center, um, because hope is the key word as far as I can pick up, is... Do, do you get families that, mm, okay, I'll, I'll put it a different way. There are families that are experiencing some of the things that you mentioned, and it always makes me curious, and you're in the, you are on the front lines of this. Speak to them for a moment. What are they going through? And maybe they're not seeking help, but you know that just seeking help can make a huge difference. What's, what's keeping them? What's that obstacle? And maybe address it a little bit. So this is what I would like to say to families. It's, it can be just a completely normal response in an abnormal situation, and it's okay to reach out to get help, and there is a way back to normal, if that makes sense. Sometimes just getting a little bit support and having people who can provide that for you, there is a way out and there's a way back, and that's what we're here for. We're here to provide that. Because when you're in when you're in that moment and you're experiencing it every day and you've gotten to that point where you've experienced the trauma and, and everybody's responding, it's very hard to see it. But if you reach out and you get that help, there is a way out of it. There is hope. It can be better. You don't have to keep experiencing that same thing over and over again. That's interesting. I hadn't thought of that because yeah, if you're if you're really close to it, sometimes it's hard to just not focus on what's happening right now. Uh, and not even think about what can I do? What can I do? Uh, what, what's, what's, what can I do to improve this? It's just more solving the problem right there. So that's a, that's yeah, a, it, sir, it, beca- it com- becomes about surviving and we want, we want our community to thrive. We want to help it thrive. And I think we have a lot of people sometimes who just white knuckle and survive it. 
just make it through the day, make it through the week, make it through. And they deserve more than that. They deserve to be helped and to thrive and to be the best that they can be. And that's what we're here to do. We're here to help for that. All right. Now we're going to shift gears and talk about the children's shelter as a whole. And uh, let me give the website again that you can get all this information on the children's shelter. So it's two S's right in the middle. Children's shelter dot org is some of the we'll talk about some of the programs. We'll talk about their mission. Uh, And when you go to the website, Miriam, the first thing that you hit up is uh, the the idea of uh, fostering and volunteering and giving and the ways that you can you can do. What are are some of the overall programs? Is it is it primarily fostering? Um, fostering, fostering is one of, that's the big program for us, honestly. Okay. It is, it is our large, one of our largest programs. Yeah. Okay. It's the foster care program. And what are some of the, um, so we'll, we'll talk a little bit about kind of, um, how people get involved in a minute, but yeah, talk about the foster program. Talk a little bit about who you're helping, where the kids so, come from. So primarily it's, we work with, we recruit foster care parents. We train and educate them and we help get them licensed as a foster care family and then we work with them once the foster care children are placed with them to provide the supportive services they need to be successful as a foster care family and then move forward and if that's also if the child is working at you know getting back with the parent we help provide those services too oh that's cool see i didn't pick that part up that's great um Mm -hmm. and um, it's, it's another thing too, just, uh, patting y'all on the back, the, uh, stories of success on the website are, are incredible. Uh, I encourage anybody that goes to the site, uh, to just, uh, scroll down and right in the middle, uh, you'll find stories of success. Uh, and, uh, it's, it's really interesting to hear, uh, these foster parents or I think counselors too, talk a, yeah. a, about their experiences and, and uh, um, again, I know we're not talking about the hope center, but, but giving people hope. Uh, and so I guess um, talk a little bit of where, where do we start off with understanding, understanding fostering? So I, the thing with understanding fostering, first of all, it, it is a huge, huge, it's a dedication and we owe so much to the foster families who who gives so much to these kids and to the kids. I mean, it's, it's big for them too, but there are people who they offer, they, they volunteer and they open up their homes and they do this and they're open to the education piece. It's a huge commitment. So I think San Antonio has been wonderful about being open and we've been able to, like I said, kind of recruit families who then we provide the assistance, but they, it's really wonderful that parents are willing to do this and they're willing to open up their homes. So Having people who are willing to do that is huge, and the fact that there has been a large amount of people who are willing to, we're always willing to have more, which is great. So there is that. So kind of volunteering and then any kind of services people can provide along the way or any kind of contributions is also helpful. You mean, There's a huge need. And, and tell me what the what contributions mean. Does it mean money? Does it mean time? What does that mean? It, any and all of the above. Like, as you'll see with some of our other programs, we also work with infants, and we've had people donate diapers. They donate, oh. you know, clothing, things like that. It's, we held a winter wonderland, which was hugely successful. And the children, the 
foster care children, they loved it immensely, and it was so beneficial for them. And who is eligible to be a foster parent? Anyone can come in and be screened, and they'll talk to our foster care. So our head of foster care, our director, is Gladys, and she she will call you, and she'll speak with you, and she'll run through all of the expectations and kind of talk you through it. Okay. Um, and what do you um, – I, I know the answer to this, but I'm going to ask anyway. What okay. kind of uh, feedback do you get from uh, individuals that become foster parents? It's hugely fulfilling for the people who do it. Yeah. It's, it's, and I'm not going to say it's easy, the easiest thing, but I think it's anything. It's like parenting. It's hard work, but it is hugely fulfilling. Yeah, I, and that's what I've gotten to in talking to other programs in San Antonio is the parents, uh, the, the people who foster, it, it, they absolutely love it. It just, yeah. yeah. And um, interestingly enough, too, uh, you can already, I, I believe one of the examples on the uh, success stories was uh, someone who uh, fostered and already had a child in their home, and they, uh, and some people foster, and some people foster and adopt. Is that right? Yes, yes they do. And that, I would say that's another large piece is there are people who foster, and then they move forward with the permanency placement, which is a beautiful thing as well, as if that is what is needed. Because, like I said, there is a, a large amount of children who are in the foster care system who need that safety and security. So it's wonderful to be a part of that. And they do say it's very fulfilling, especially when they have the support that they need to go through that piece of it. And that's part of what we provide. All right. So now let's go to some of the programs I, I jumped past. I, oh, by the way, let me tell folks what you're listening to. This is In the Loop. Our uh, guest organization this week is the Children's Shelter. We're talking to Dr. Miriam Davis, who is a the a senior director of the Hope Center, a part of the Children's Shelter here in San Antonio. We're, we're just we're just jumping all around. Um, Miriam, is there anything before we jump to the programs that that while we're kind of on this topic that you want to bring up? No, other than if, if you feel that calling and you want to volunteer as a foster care parent, we would love to have you. Please feel free to call, check out the website, and contact our program. We would love to have you. Okay, I got another question for you along those. We're going to talk to those people now. So just like you talked to the parents before, we're going to talk, because I am willing to bet there are people that are listening that's, that said, you know, I've, I've always thought of that, but I don't know. I don't know anything about it. So uh, since we know that it, people find it fulfilling, since we know that uh, it's, it's in, so in need, do you know what they're thinking and why they hesitate? And uh, maybe talk to them a little bit about why not to hesitate. So I, I couldn't even imagine what they're thinking. What I can say is any questions you have, please contact us. We will, we will speak to any of, any of those fears you might have or any of those questions. We will help provide training. And it is so fulfilling to have to work with children and have children and those things I can tell you and you are so needed you are so needed so feel free to contact us we will answer any questions we will provide as much support as we can so please if you have any hesitation just give us a call there you go and, and uh, hold on I'm going, to, I'm going to give you the phone number okay Ready? give me the phone number 210-212-2500 that's easy. 210-212-2500. 210-212-2500. Yeah, and I, I, 
I'm willing to bet that there are also people just kind of fun is to do the show for a long time where you, you learn that one of the biggest regrets people have about it is not doing the uh, thing. Uh, it's that they didn't do it sooner. Once they get exactly. involved, they absolutely love it. Exactly. You always regret what you don't do. Oh, so, oh that's, good. that's a good point. All right. So we're talking about programs in Bear County. Um, talk a little bit about some of the programs now. Let's shift to that. Oh, okay. So I'm going to give you, we've got three wonderful programs and I cannot speak highly enough of these programs. I love each and every one. So I'm going to talk about them all. Um, the first one we have is, and these are all kind of family education programs, but they're, they all have their own unique things. The first one is Compadre, Compadre. Am I saying that right? Okay. Uh-huh. Compadre, Compadre. And that is a program that works with fathers to become better male father figures. It, it kind of does male parenting and male co- male parent coaching. It creates a better childhood outcome for families. Um, so one of the things we have found is that, you know, there's a lot of, like, mother groups out there and mother there's a lot of folks on the mothers but there was not a lot necessarily for fathers so we put together a parenting group for fathers and it has just been phenomenally successful and it's led by male clinicians and male educators and it's we've just seen a huge wonderfully great results and they provide accountability to each other in that group and they help lead that kind of modeling by these are the examples because family is so important. It's yeah. The backbone, really, for communities. So helping provide this education for fathers of, you know, maybe you don't know how to be a father. Maybe you didn't have that example, but we can help coach and we can help you through that. We're gonna so that's the co- program I'm very proud of. As time allows, we'll come back to that because I have some questions about that. What's another program that you want to talk about? The Nurse Family Partnership, and that is a program that cares for first-time mothers and their babies to help moms have a safe and healthy pregnancy. The babies are cared for, so they'll get a referral for somebody who is it's before the baby's born, and they, they'll be partnered with a nurse, an RN, who's the BSN, and they will be with that mother after she delivers and for the first two years. They provide everything from breastfeeding advice, they do developmental care, they do the whole nine yards, and they go, if needed, essential items like baby food, diapers, they visit with them weekly. We also are do oversight for postpartum depression if it comes up or any kind of postpartum anxiety. It's a wonder. These nurses are so invested. They're wonderful. And um, is, are these uh, the two programs ongoing uh, and we're going to yep. get to the, th- oh, good. Okay. So if I'm interested right now, I just call 210-212-2500 and say, how do I get involved? Yes, sir. Okay. So is the third program iParent? It is. I cheated. <laughs> oh, you, so you look ahead. Mm-hmm. So that's the program that tailors to the needs of caregivers and their children so that every parent, so it, it's kind of like a parenting, um, parenting class. Basically, we get referrals from different courts and things like that, where if we feel a parent needs kind of that extra help in how to be a parent. Parenting's hard, let's be honest. It is hard to be a parent. So sometimes people just need a little bit more education on how to be a parent. So these are parenting classes for people who have been referred, and it provides that education on the kind of the basic things of how to parent. Okay, and these programs, one thing I'm getting 
um, out of them too is they're they're kind of proactive. They're avoiding a problem later down the road. Is that accurate? It's an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure, and all of these programs act on that thought of we are trying to be preventive and help put things in place in order that things don't come up later on, as you said. Okay. So um, the, all these can be found at the childrenshelter.org, the children's shelter, or I'm sorry, children's shelter, no the, www.childrenshelter.org, or the old-fashioned way, 210-212-2500. And I imagine that number is probably good, too, if someone just feels kind of like, okay, I just got to talk to somebody and find out what resources are out there. Is that okay? Yeah, you know what? I We are a big fan of helping connect to other resources in the community if necessary. We can help do that as well. I'm a big fan of doing that at the Hope Center. If we're not what you need, let's find what you need out there. Okay. we got about a minute left. I know there's a luncheon coming up. Uh, do you want to pass the phone? Because those development directors, they always want to talk. I was going to do. So Paige is Paige from development here, and she's wonderful. She's going to tell you about that. Okay, Paige. Tell us about that. We I know how you development directors are. <laughs> <laughs> well, we cannot do this work. Miriam and her staff cannot do this work without the generous support of our donors. And we have our annual fundraiser coming up on May 8th at the San Antonio Country Club. It's called the Give a Piece of Your Heart Luncheon. And we always honor one of our big supporters and donors um, historically and that is called our uh, Angel of the Shelter. So we'll be celebrating that person on May 8th, as well as our other donors and supporters and city officials. And there's sponsorship tables available, and there's individual tickets available on the website. Um, when you invest in the children's shelter, you know, you're investing in the health and wellness of our community and the next generation. And again, just go to children's shelter, childrenshelter.org? That's right. There okay. should be a banner at the top of that website that says give a piece of your heart luncheon, and it will take you directly to a link that shows you sponsorship table options and individual ticket options. Very cool. Well, Paige, I'm going to let you get the last word today. Uh, Miriam did a great job. Anything else you want to bring up? We only have a few seconds left. Well, all of the Children's Shelter Family of Services provide care and services for the children and families that are in our community right now. And there is a huge need for support for those kids that have experienced trauma. And like Miriam talked about, the foster care program is always in need of new foster families. We would love for your listeners to get involved by looking at our website and or calling us and just talking to someone about all the different opportunities. Okay. Uh, Childrenshelter.org or 210-212-2500. Thank you all so much for coming on the show. We've got to say goodbye. I'm Milton Glick. If you didn't get those numbers, you call me here at the station. I'll get them to you. But you join us next week as we keep you in the loop. Thanks for joining us in the loop. We look forward to bringing you next week's show with Milton Glick. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.